It's the Chronicles of Aguna, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host. Bloody hell, all the technical problems in the world have hit me today. Every single one of them. Let's see if I can switch back to my microphone can you hear me now yep i think you can it's the chronicles of aguna and we're back i don't know what is going on i have had the shittest day um obviously what happened last night you know is obviously huge and that's what we're going to be talking about today but i'll tell you what when things do go wrong they all bloody go wrong at once don't they i mean before we go in to talk about Mikel Arteta and before we go on to talk about, um, you know, the situation around Arsenal Football Club, I want to start off by telling you about how badly my day has gone so far. I am so busy, so busy with work today. As you'd expect, the day after Arsenal shit the bed and bottle it in, in major European competition, I woke up couldn't find my hard drive, which had some really important files that I needed today for ages. Turned the house upside down to find it. Eventually found it and it must have been moved or picked up by my little one and put in a drawer that I would never have put it in myself. So that was that. Then I opened the fridge mid-morning to make myself a coffee that I so desperately needed. I needed the energy boost because my day literally consists of writing about and talking about what occurred last night. Opened the top fridge to get myself um, to get myself the milk so I can make a, a nice coffee. And I open the fridge and the missus's leftover soup in a Tupperware falls off of the top shelf, hits me on the head, opens and spills all over me. So I've had to then jump in the shower, change my clothes, Go through all of that ordeal whilst trying to meet a deadline of some work that I had to get done as well. And it has just been an absolute nightmare morning. And then you add on top of that, the fact that I've got to spend my entire day talking about and writing about what was Arsenal reaching a new low point. You can understand why I'm absolutely furious. It's been a, it's been a shit start to the day. So you'll have to be uh, understanding of my tone, I think, during this edition of the podcast. But let's discuss what we're here to discuss. And that is, of course, Arsenal. That is, of course, Mikel Arteta. And you'll see if you're watching us via YouTube right now, I've, I've shared the screen on an article that I've written this morning titled The Mikel, uh, Mikel Arteta Experiment Has Failed. It's time to go. And um, 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's been quite difficult for me to, to say this and been quite difficult for me to get to this point because I have really tried to, to defend Mikel Arteta. Um, I really have tried to, you know, to, to see the positives of, of the job that he's doing at Arsenal. I have tried to take into account all of the other factors that have been perhaps outside of Mikel Arteta's control that have contributed to where we find ourselves right now. But having taken all of that into consideration and looking at the bigger picture, right, because this season has been a disaster. It's not just about going out of the Europa League. Yes, had Arsenal been in a more respectable league position, you'd probably take it a bit better. You'd probably be less reactionary um, towards, you know, towards last night's result. But the reality is that this is this decision or this idea or this wanting to see a change of manager is not something that's just been cooked up overnight. It, throughout the course of the season, there have been question marks, there have been doubts. And as much as I've tried to stay on the positive side of it, and I've tried really hard to, to see the positives, the league position, the combination of the league position and the fact that Arsenal went out the way they did means there's no point in moving forward to this guy, in my opinion. Um, and that is my opinion right now. Do I think that Mikel Arteta is going to be sacked immediately? No, I don't. Um, I, I really don't. I think that he will um, He will stay in the job. I think he will be the Arsenal manager at the start of next season. I think that Mikel Arteta is largely to blame. I think the players are also to blame as well. And I, what I don't want to happen here is I don't want them to get away with, with this completely scot-free because they shouldn't. They don't deserve to. Basic things last night, like the simple controlling of a ball, the ability to play a simple pass five, ten yards away from you. It, it, it all... It all wasn't there. It just all eluded us. You know, we weren't able to do the basics for large periods of that game. And yes, you know, Mikel Arteta's tactics, and I talked about that last night. I talked about the decision to almost play Thomas Partey as a lone midfielder to put Emil Smith-Rowe and Martin Odegaard alongside him and still afford them the license to get forward or pull out to either side the way they do was a baffling decision. It was a terrible decision. It was one that proved so wrong. And it was one that if you join me for the watch along, we were talking about really early on in the game, yet Mikel Arteta still refused to address it, still refused to, to do anything about it. And he spent, you know, the post-match interview and the post-match press conference bemoaning the missed chances. And I get that, you know, I, I, I do get that. I get that he feels hard done by. I get that he feels like having got into those positions on a couple of occasions, his players needed to make it count. They needed to step up at that moment. And and that is the difference between Arsenal going through and Arsenal not going through. But look at the bigger problem, Mikel. And the bigger problem is that Arsenal only managed two attempts on target in a home game against, in my opinion, an average side who I fully expect Manchester United to steamroller in the final. The fact that we only had two attempts on target over the course of 90 minutes is the bigger issue. You know, yes, you need to be efficient in attack, but we're not talking about a night where Arsenal created 15, 20 chances and just 
it, it wouldn't go in for us. We're talking about a night where Arsenal have had, I would say, three chances of note. I would say the one that Emil Smith-Rowe dinked over the goalkeeper probably should have been a goal. I'd say Aubameyang really should have scored from the header. I think the other, um, you know, the other effort that Aubameyang had in the first half was difficult technique. The ball comes at him quite quickly and he, I think he strikes it really well. Unlucky to see it come off the post. But the, the point here is that the bigger picture is that Arsenal are simply not creating enough chances. And we can't keep ignoring that. We can't keep homing in on on missing a few chances and the absence of key players. There have been so many players absent for so many different clubs this season because it has been a strange season. It's been the nature of this campaign. So to use it as an excuse every single week feels like a bit of a cop-out. It really does. And I, I can't continue to back Mikel Arteta when he does that, when he comes in front of the press and he almost insults our intelligence by suggesting that everything is rosy, everything is fine. It's just that we're not creating our chances. It's just that we had players missing. No, it's it's much bigger than that. Because the reality is, as much as we've tried to, you know, accept it and and focus on on the results and and you know the the little progress that we've seen, Arsenal have been playing like this for months. This is not a new thing, and. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. This was the final straw for many of us who have done our utmost to back and support Mikel Arteta at this point, uh, up until this point. I've had a lot of, of stick on Twitter. I've had a lot of stick on YouTube. I've had a lot of, you know, uh, DMs sent my way from people saying, well, you're to blame because people like you backed Mikel Arteta. People like you supported the process. People like you trust in this fraud. And that's why Arsenal find themselves in the position that they're in now. And what I would say to those people, and I've said it to a few people, um, sort of in replies, I can't be bothered to go through every single one of them. It's not worth the time. But what I will say to everybody listening and everybody watching is that, yeah, um, you know, I did back Mikel Arteta. I think a lot of people back Mikel Arteta. A lot of people didn't and fair play. But I don't think it's such a crazy thing for an Arsenal fan, somebody who has the interests of the club at heart. I'm not saying that those of the other opinion don't. But for someone like me, I can only speak for me. And I adore this football club. This football club is my life. My livelihood is now uh, based around covering this football club. I adore this football club. For me, Arsenal tried an experiment in appointing Mikel Arteta, someone who they believed would be the next big thing. And it hasn't worked. But we couldn't have possibly come to this conclusion fully, in my opinion, before we'd given him a full season in charge. This is his first full season in charge. And we're now at the point where, unfortunately, it's ended prematurely because Arsenal are out of the Europa League and are unable, really, to, I think, to make a dent in the Premier League. So the season has ended somewhat prematurely, but ultimately the first full season under Mikel Arteta's management has ended. And I believe now is the right time to make a informed judgment and, and form an informed opinion on whether or not Mikel Arteta is the right man to take us forward. 
I think you could have had a hunch before. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes those hunches prove to be right. Mine was wrong with Mikel Arteta. It was right with Unai Emery, but wrong with Mikel Arteta. And I fully accept that. And I, I take that on the chin. But I don't think it's unfair for me or, or wrong of me to have wanted to give him at least the full season to show what he can do. And unfortunately, what we're seeing, I, I don't think we're looking at someone who's incompetent. I don't think we're looking at someone who is a really bad coach. I don't think we're looking at someone who won't go on to have a very good career as a football manager. I think you're looking at someone who's just way too inexperienced, who's currently in a job that is way too big for him, is in a role that requires so much more than what Mikel Arteta can offer. You know, there's the issues of the ownership and everybody else and all the other things that are going on behind the scenes. You know, we've heard today that Daniel Ek uh, intends to make that bid and that he's not made that bid because he didn't want to be a distraction before the Europa League uh, semi-final. I'll tell you what, whoever's running Daniel X PR is, is 10 out of 10 because to come out with something like that is just, is, is brilliant, you know? And, and I think a lot of people will, will kind of take that comment and, and feel as though everything he's doing is, is, is with Arsenal's best intentions at heart. I'm not saying it's not, but it feels like such a great PR stunt, you know, first go and get Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, Dennis Burkamp on side, Talk about maybe getting Arsene Wenger on side and then talk about not wanting to cause a distraction ahead of a European semi-final. I want Daniel Ek to take over, right? I want him to do that as much as anybody else. I just, I have to give credit and kudos to, to those who are running his PR game because they're doing it. They're doing a fantastic job. But as I say, you know, it's, it's not anger with me today. It's sadness. Last night it was anger, it was rage, it was frustration, as it normally tends to be after a really disappointing result. But today, it is all about sadness. And, and, and that's how I feel, because as I said right at the top of the programme, this is an all-time, not an all-time, but this is a, a new low for me as an Arsenal fan, right? I'm 30 years old. I don't remember Arsenal really before Arsene Wenger took over. And we've never been in a position where we're completely without European football as it stands going into the next season. You know, we're not talking about Arsenal even having a real strong chance of achieving European football. And that scares me. It scares me that the season is over, that the Premier League games could all prove to be dead rubbers. I've got to be honest, right now, I can't focus on the West Brom game. I can't get myself up for watching that. I can't. You know, I will watch it. Of course I will. But I can't, you know, get psyched up for it. I can't get excited by it because it just feels like the bigger picture is is, is all doom and gloom at the moment. And the ownership are laughing. You know, yeah, you know, uh, they will claim that they wanted to see Arsenal go through. And, and I'm sure they did really, um, you know, from a, a business and a footballing perspective. But what I will say is, the ownership will be sitting there looking for that silver lining after what happened last night and saying, well, at least the attention has shifted off of us for a little bit. It shouldn't, and it hasn't with a lot of people, but in the eyes of many, the attention, the focus, it's all shifted over to Mikel Arteta now. And Josh Kroenke 
can have a bit of a breather. Stan Kroenke can have a bit of a breather. And um, that's disappointing. It's important that at this time where we are really focusing our efforts on on moving on the ownership and, and forcing them into selling, that we don't allow that message to get mixed up and lost in a chorus of Mikel Arteta out chants. That's what's important here. I think that what I will say in Mikel Arteta's defence is, is that if he was to be sacked tomorrow, I'm not saying he will, I don't think he will, but if I was to wake up and see the news that Mikel Arteta has been sacked, I wouldn't, you know, first of all, I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't be able to put my hand on my heart and say that he's not tried or he's not given it his best. I think he has given it his best. As I say, I just think that his best is not is not at the right level. It's not it's not enough for where Arsenal find themselves. It, it really isn't. Um, you know, it, it, it's not at all. But you can't accuse him of not caring. I think you've seen in in many post match interviews throughout the course of the season that when we get beat. Mikel Arteta feels it. You can hear it in his voice. You can see it all over his face. I think he really felt that last night. And he's talked in an interview today about the fact that he believed that getting Arsenal to a Europa League final may have been a bit of a turning point for this side, who have had a really difficult, inconsistent, disappointing season. He saw this as an opportunity to put that right, like many of us fans did. And unfortunately, that opportunity has now passed us by and that opportunity um, has gone and we're in trouble. You know, we're we're in trouble. That's that's the reality of it. You know, Arsenal are going to finish mid-table, are going to be without European football. And where do we go from here? You know, I do think, obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, that Arsenal made the wrong decision in going with this experiment, in picking someone who was so inexperienced. I do think in hindsight that I got it wrong about Mikel Arteta. I still don't think I've got it wrong in terms of him going on to become a good coach. I still think he will. But I think I got it wrong in terms of thinking that somebody with very little experience, with very little clout behind him, with very little track record could um could do a job of this size could get it right could take us back to where we need to be and and I'm disappointed because as I say I do think there is a coach in there but there have been things over the last few weeks that have um that have frustrated me um, and, and one of those things is is the constant excuse making that has really irritated me. Like it's always not about the tactical tweaks he made. It's always not about the team selections that Mikel Arteta made. It's always not about the chances we didn't create. It's about the ones that we did create. It's always about players being injured. It's always about being without our best team. It's always about, as he would say, arriving in the moments, not in the best shape. But what about the things that he is responsible for? What about the things that he is to blame for? There are plenty. There are plenty of them. And I cannot keep 
defending Mikel Arteta anymore. I said that a couple of weeks ago that if we failed to to win the Europa League, I would I would be on his back from the beginning of next season. I would be scrutinizing his every move at the start of the next season. And he will most likely be the manager at the start of next season. And that is going to be the case. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick to that. I am going to really look closely at what he does. The thing is for me here, and I'm finding this hard to even get my words out because I've got so many thoughts going through my head and and so many ideas and so many things I want to say. I want to make sure I say them properly. First of all, he's going to come under serious pressure from the start of next season. And rightly so, because this season has quite frankly been unacceptable. But thinking that just sacking Mikel Arteta is going to solve all these problems overnight without the investment that's needed, without even the change of ownership is, is naive because it's not. Um, I think we can, as I say, we can come to a informed conclusion decision, if you like, um, and say that it's not going to work. Um, but you know, he's not the only problem at Arsenal. He's not the only problem at all. He's not the only problem by any stretch of the imagination. So where do we go from here? You know, I, I've been racking my brain today. You know, where where do Arsenal go from here? Who do we go after? You know, you look at some of the managers that I've heard being mentioned and you, you look at the list and you, you go, half of them I don't fancy and the other half I don't think would leave their current stations which makes it really really difficult and I'll put, like I know this is um this is not the most um expertly or swiftly delivered podcast I've ever done but I'm just talking purely from the heart purely out of emotion uh this afternoon and and I'm still feeling really raw about it and still feeling really down about it and I think it's going to take a few days to get over and I'm looking forward to to finishing work today and not having to talk at all about Arsenal for at least a couple of days. That's how I feel. I just feel so disengaged, so disenfranchised with it all. And um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Matt G in the in the comments kind of sums up my feelings perfectly. He says, I agree sacking Arteta will not solve all our problems, but bringing in Rafa or Conte will get this team higher than 10th. Yeah, agreed. The team is underachieving. Um, and Mikel Arteta has to take responsibility for that. For everything that has been out of his control and has contributed to this demise. There's been something that has been in his control that he's got wrong. And that, and that's the reality. Um, I do agree. Someone more experienced would have drawn on that experience and would have uh, probably done a lot better. But what I would say is Arsenal were probably looking to the longer term when the reality is that from the day Arsene Wenger left, Arsenal needed to bring in someone for the shorter term. Arsenal tried to go big on the Arteta appointment. They got the Emery one wrong. I'd say that was a midterm appointment. 
And then they went for for Arteta and they went big on the future and the rebuild and changing the culture and changing this. But ultimately, actually, um, you know, that wasn't the way to go. And I said it wasn't the way to go when Arsene Wenger left. So I'm not surprised to see this blowing up in the club's faces. Anyway, um, I think I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I have to dash and have to get back to work. But I am going to schedule a phone in for Sunday night where you're all welcome uh, to come on and join me and talk about Mikel Arteta, talk about Arsenal, where we find ourselves. I'm sure we'll react to the West Brom game on that as well. Don't forget, if you want to become a member of the channel, uh, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. And members do get priority in terms of uh, jumping on the phone in. But of course, as always, everybody's welcome. So do check that out. Smash the like button if you haven't already. Quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. And if you enter our discount code 19min20, you'll get 20% off of your male grooming products as well as free worldwide shipping. Also, just want to remind you guys to check out the Labom app. Labom are also supporting the podcast. Check out the link in the description. Download it. You must be 18 or over and a UK resident to play. Um, I've been playing for the last four weeks now with Adam McCola, Lawrence Boovey, with Rory Jennings and Elliot Hackney. I've won three out of four rounds. So uh, I had a pretty good record until Adam McCola stole the prize on the last game of the weekend last time out. But I'm back this week and I'm hoping to get back to winning ways. So, yeah, as I say, I, I've got to leave it there because I am swamped today and I need to get back to work. Um, I'm sure we'll get a stream out to you uh, guys on Saturday morning and then I'm sure we'll pick up on what goes on on Sunday as well, um, as as well as the phone-in, of course. So I look forward to catching up with you uh, and keeping across things with you all. And uh, thank you for listening to me, Vent, and uh, and and thank you for being uh, my, uh, my therapy buddies, if you like. I'll be back very soon. Until then, take care. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.